Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Sarah Centrella Show. I am so excited, you guys, because today's guest, uh, Nancy Halla, is going to be sharing all kinds of amazing wisdom uh, with us. And I'm also very excited because I know a lot of you listen to her amazing podcast uh, with Sherry Salata, and we had that conversation a couple weeks ago, so I'm thrilled to be able to bring both of those conversations. Um, and welcome to the show, Nancy. Oh, my gosh. Sarah, you're one of my favorite people on earth, and I'm so happy to be here. This is exciting. Oh, my God. It, it really is. And I just, um, I just want to thank you so much for being such an inspiration um, to me. I got an amazing opportunity to meet you. God, like two years ago now, close to anyway, wow. um, when we first started talking about future boards before I actually wrote the book, Future Boards, I actually left that meeting going, you know what, I think I need to hone my ideas and write a book. <laughs> so oh my thank gosh. you for that. <laughs> oh, that was a great meeting. That was the creativity sparks were flying oh. around the table at lightning speed, remember? We were just like zooming all over like the place, that. you and, and Sherry and I. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. And that's amazing because um, there's so much I want to talk about today, but, but since we're there, um, I kind of want to start with, with that. I have worked in a bubble for a long time, and, and I know I'm not the only one out there doing that. I know there's lots of mompreneurs and entrepreneurs out there who are doing something similar, and I just want to say, like, that was probably one of the first meetings that I've ever, honestly, ever had with other women to talk about anything that I do, which sounds crazy. I know because I've been doing it for probably seven years mm. at that time. Mm -hmm. But I had done it in such a bubble that it was an incredible thing to be able to have other minds, <laughs> you know, in that room. Isn't remember, that great? You Isn't know, that the, you yeah. know, collaboration is the collaboration is just the the rocket fuel of creativity. I think because you know, I work in a bubble too. Sometimes it feels like it as a as a, you know, a sole proprietor of a, of a brand strategy firm. And, I, you know, I work obviously one-on-one yeah. -on -one with clients, but it's really something so great about, about collaborating with people who are doing the kind of things that you're doing too. And, and that day I, I felt that energy. I definitely did. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, how do you, how do you grow those types of um, relationships? Obviously I, I know – your relationship with Sherry goes back, you know, forever. You have that amazing, like, uh, true girlfriend relationship that yeah. some of us women are lucky to have that one, you know, great friend that we've had all of our lives. But um, as, as we get older, I find that it's harder. It's harder to connect and um, find like-minded people. And I know you're, like you said, a brand strategist. You, you work with a lot of probably solopreneurs as well. Um, have you found that, that community or a way to kind of build that and build those relationships among women? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you. So first of all, I, I, I get a lot of, of inspiration and, and empowerment just through the work I'm doing with my clients. They are coincidentally and, and, you know, and beautifully, they are all women. All my clients are females. They're all small business owners, you know, life coaches, entrepreneurs, 
some doctors, uh, a chef, you know, all women who are in the middle of life and decided that they want to reinvent themselves and their work and their brand. And so I get so much out of, I started started out just thinking, oh, I'm going to write for them because, you know, I'm a writer. I've been a writer um, my entire professional life. And I thought, oh, I'll write for them. I'll write their website content. I'll write their marketing materials. Mm -hmm. I'll write their social content. But then it became, I became kind of a coach, right? And I, I, I really leaned into that aspect of it because what I found in short order was that a lot of the time what these women want is conversation, right? My clients yeah. are just, yeah. you know, we, we inspire each other. We lift each other up. I, I feel like I'm zinging with energy at the end of each one of my client calls, and they feel yep. the same way. And, and maybe it's, you know, we're in this time of quarantine and lockdown and we feel isolated and we're all really thirsty for more connection. It might be that. But it's also like when you start talking about creativity and passion and purpose, life purpose, it's an exciting conversation for both people on the phone. I mean, even if I'm just yeah, helping coaching right. someone, I'm feeling that lift and you know, I'm feeling that energy. So... I feel like, you know, reaching out and building a community either professionally or personally, it doesn't matter which one you do. It's going to feel energizing and uplifting. And then, you know, I just recently moved to Bellingham, Washington. So I'm, I've only, I'm, I've been living in Bellingham only since March. And, but I've already made, you know, new friends. And, and I, I'm just a person who seeks out friends. I, I mean, I just, I just kind of do. And, and I mean, connection and relationship is super important to me. So I always try to make sure that no matter where I'm living, I'm, I've located at least one good friend that I can, you know, call and, 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 and hang out with and, and lean on in some way. Yeah, and I always tell women, you know what, it's going to take a little bit of work. It could be awkward, whether, it's, whether it is professional or personal. And if you don't have that, um, like I didn't for a long time hire a coach because just, I mean, I agree so much with what you're saying because I'm the same way. People always say, you know, like, how can you be a life coach unless your life is perfect? I'm like, are you kidding me? I learn more on every one of my coaching calls than, mm-hmm. than if, you know what I mean? Like, you're always learning. You're always growing. And having that dialogue is, is so key. So, Nancy, that, that leads us into uh, the big thing I want to talk about, which is just mm. so freaking exciting. Because here's why. Because I remember being at that table and you talking about how love was such an important thing to you and how, you know, of course I've listened to um, your your show and talked a lot about it on the show and been really open about um, dating is not always fun, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm, all of that, mm-hmm. finding love. So can you tell us how um, how this came to be? How did you manifest the love of your life? All right, well, I'll tell you. Sarah, that that meeting that we had, the three of us around Sherry Salata's table in Los Feliz two years ago, that was when you introduced us to the whole idea of future boards and the whole mm-hmm. idea of using Pinterest as a creative tool for that. And I had never done yep. that before. I was like vaguely aware of Pinterest. Remember how you had to show us how to use it? We were like, right. what? And you guys were like, no. <laughs> we were well, novices. You're going to love it. Trust well, me. It's crap. You're going to love it. <laughs> Well, let me just tell you, so I really did start, that was my jumping off point in a lot of ways for starting to to put visualization behind some of my dreaming, right? So I've been talking about, about, you know, finding love. I mean, I've been divorced for 20 years. My my kids are grown. Um, I was a single mother for, for the, for most of their lives. And, and I've been, you know, I've dated a lot over the last 20 years, but nothing, nothing 
permanent. Nothing really stuck. And, I, and that was part of my life that I felt was really, I'm not going to use the word lacking because that wasn't the energy I had. I was, it was like a wanting. Like, I really want right, true sure. love. I, I, I want that. Sure. I want that in this life experience. And I was getting to the point where I thought, it, this might just not happen for me this time around. I mean, I mean, I just might not find my true love. And not everybody gets a love story, maybe. And, you know, I, I was really kind of trying to make myself okay with that um, because I didn't, want, I didn't want this feeling of right. lack or absence, right. right? Like, I don't want to live like that. So. I'm like, oh, yeah. my life is so rich. I have these two beautiful kids. I've got all these great friends. I have an interesting career. But, you know, maybe that's just one element that I don't get this time. And, you know, I tried to talk myself into that being okay. But then when I met with you and I started using that visualization technique of really thinking, like, well, what does romance mean to me? And what does adventure yeah. mean? And what do all these things mean? And remember how I talked like? to you about my – my, yep. Paris, my apartment in like. Paris with the balcony, mm-hmm. and you're like, you can find the exact photograph that's going to help bring that yeah. image to life. So I just want to tell you, I'm just going to fast forward for a second. I'm going to tell you that I just added a new board to my Pinterest, and you know what it's called? What? It's called Wedding, because I'm getting married yes. in September. <laughs> Yeah, so it's such an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. I know. It it really is incredible. And and it's like it just brings me such an enormous amount of happiness. So um, I was living in Seattle. I'd moved from Los Angeles to Seattle last year, um, in March of last year, uh, 2019. And and I started dating in Seattle that summer after I got myself settled. And I, you know, I, 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 we had a, an amazing dating coach, a woman named Bella Gandhi. And if any of you listen to our podcast, she's been on our podcast a few times. She's our, she's like our, the God, very, very godmother of dating, of online dating. And she has a, a smart dating academy in Chicago. That's, that's her business, smart dating academy. And she took me on as a client and did a professional photo shoot and gave me all kinds of, you know, tips and training about online dating. Now, of course, I had done Match.com and whatever, right. OkCupid and all the back in Chicago. But, you know, nothing, again, not, like I would meet people, but there was nothing permanent. No, no sparks were really flying. So with Bella's help, she helped me identify the qualities in a man that, I, that would really bring me happiness. So this was a key. This mm. is like the linchpin, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, oh, I want him to be, you know, X, Y, Z, tall, dark, handsome, funny, you know, like whatever. It's, it's what it, what, how do you want him to make you feel? And she yep. does this really interesting exercise where she, she, she asks you about like the three or four most important people in your life, the people in your life who really make you feel great, whether it's your best friend, a child, you know, a, a, a family member, um, and then you, you list that person and you list all the qualities that that person makes you feel supported, secure, funny, you know, vibrant, whatever it might be. And, and so, and those, those become the qualities that she calls them good husband qualities. Oh, I love that. G, GHQs, she has an acronym for them. These are your GHQs because these are the feelings that you want in your primary relationship, right? If you are going to marry, whether, whether it's a husband, a wife, same sex, you know, whatever, your partner, your life partner, this is the, this, these are the feelings that you want that person to evoke yep. for you. So I thought that was a really interesting thing. And that, so I had that in the center of my mind. And I realized that if you're going to, you know, if, if I wanted a different love story, I would have to look for a different kind of man, a, the kind of man who's going to make me feel this way. So David and I, um, we met 
on a dating app called Hinge, which is a really – I don't know if you're – are you familiar yeah. with Hinge? Yeah, yeah. It's good, uh, it's good right? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's a good you – know, No one ever good, starts a conversation. It's, There's no it's, conversation. It's, it's, it's fun. That's it's like, I think it's I need to fun. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's. I think Hinge is like super fun and super easy, and you don't have to write a huge long profile. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it's like you it's know, more, you answer a couple. More organic, I feel like more organic. Yeah. Yeah, it's more organic, and you you answer a couple of cute little questions, and you know, you can be funny, and then that's it. So David, um, David and I started talking, and unbeknownst to me, because I was new to Seattle, he told me he lived in Bellingham, but I thought that that was a, a name of a you know little area in Seattle. Because Seattle has a bunch of like it has like Wallingford yeah. and Queen Anne and Fremont little, little neighborhoods. I thought it was a part of Seattle. Yeah. So unbeknownst to me, he drove two hours to take me out for a for a drink Aww. on Saturday. And then when I realized he did during our drink, then we ended up having dinner and and then we saw each other two days later. And then he took me whale watching and you know it's just one thing led to another and we just fell in love. And then we got engaged in, um, on New Year's Eve, and, and we're getting married in September of 2020. Oh we're, getting, we're, we're getting married in a couple months, Sarah. Oh I, I have a, I have a wedding dress. I can't I, even believe it. I have a wedding dress oh hanging my in my closet right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so, oh, my God, I'm so thrilled for you because I know, I know, I'm, I've been single, too, for 10 years. I, I dated a bit after my um, ex-husband, but have not had a relationship since then, but a lot of that has been conscious. I wanted to raise my kids how I wanted to raise them. I wanted to spend this time with them, whatever. But I'm, I'm kind of like you, and I think I might have even said that when we met. It's like I – because you and I were talking about you being a single mom, and I was like, okay, when I get to that point that my kids are gone, then I truly feel like – and you just, you just solidified this for me. I have an undying belief that I'm going to find that total, like, love of my life once mm-hmm. I've raised my kids, because that's what I wanted, you know, I wanted to do that on my own and then uh, have that time. So that just shows me it's possible <laughs> as, as yeah. everything is. And, uh, and I love what you were saying, too, about how she had you focus on those characteristics. Because mm. so when I teach uh, future boards, because each one has five components, and one of the components is relationships. And that just means literally all the people in your life. And I do make everybody, whether they're in a relationship or not, really think about what would it be like to be in a really loving, wonderful relationship. And either the one you're in gets better or you can manifest that. Um, And I always tell people you can't have words on your board. So I don't want you to use the word love as a cop-out and just put that up there. I want you to show me what love looks like. So I really love that you were kind of doing both of those things at the same time. And it does. Yeah. It makes you look at everything so differently. It's like, oh, love is love is someone bringing me coffee in bed. Love is someone reaching for my hand, you know, to yeah. help me out of a car. It's not. They don't always have to be this movie, tall, dark, and handsome. Like you said, it's really these these things that are the everyday things. And once we can yeah. see that and imagine that, then we can just we just pull it to ourselves like a magnet. Just just so impressive. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 so true. It's it, you know, I I really had a moment of of reckoning with myself, and it was last summer because I met David last August, 
and it was right before I met him when I really had to think, you know, what, what are you really looking for, Nancy? Like, you've been dating the same guy for 20 years. I mean, you've been dating the same guy for really 40 yep. years, if, you, if it all com- comes right down to it. You know, and I had just got out of um, uh, a little entanglement with an with a old flame from my high school of all places. I, I went home to a little town in Ohio where I grew up, and I met this guy that I had a huge, I met, I, I got reacquainted with this guy that I had a huge searing crush on for all of my childhood and teenage years. I mean, I had a crush on this guy for like 10 years. He never dated me. He dated all my friends. He never dated me. And, I, and he was always stuck in my mind as like this unattainable man. And he, and, he, and he became like the template for all the men that I tried to date, right? Like, the big personality, the bombastic, the life of the party, the, you know, the football player, the this, right? And, and, I, and, I, and I gravitated toward men who, like, would bowl me over in some way, you know? Yep. And, you know, the thing about those men is that they're most, life, most often, you know, terrible narcissists. They, they're, they're not in it for you. Mm-hmm. They're in it for them. It's like, and, you know, at least for me, it was just never the right chemistry, not really, not in the long term. But those were always the guy that I was trying to, like, win. And then, then lo and behold, I went home to Cleveland to visit my folks, and I, and I was in a pub with my brother, and, and in this guy walks. And here we are. Now we're, now we're both 55. You know, last time I saw him, I was 18. And, when, and we, so wow. we started seeing each other. And I thought, oh, my God, this is my love story. I'm actually going to yeah. end up with this guy that I was in love with the when original. I was 10 years old. Yeah. Can you believe it? But then it turned out to be it, went, it quick, quickly went south and, um, and, you know, for all kinds of reasons. But, again, it just was, oh, my gosh, Nancy, you're 55 years old. Are you going to keep on trying? How, what, when are you going to stop this nonsense, Right. So I sat down on my couch and I said to myself, I said it out loud, if you want a different love story, you have to look for a different kind of man. And that very evening, an hour later, is when I was meeting David for drinks for the first time. Oh, true story. And I I walked into this place in Seattle and there he was. And he wasn't this big, huge, you know, big personality dude, the kind that I always you know, gravitated toward, he was different. You know, he's quieter. We had a really nice chat. He was funny, but like in a quiet way. He didn't have to be in the yeah. spotlight. He didn't have to be the life of the party. And he was just like yeah. a nice guy. And then one thing led to another. And now I look at him and I'm like, and you know, he, he is so handsome to me and he is so delightful right, right. and funny You're and like, vibrant. I can't live without you. I, I can't you. live without you. But like, <laughs> but also I feel, I feel so grounded and supported and loved mm. and cherished. Like those are the feeling words that I feel. I'm yes. not ever anxious or like, oh, does he, how does he feel about me? I never have to yeah. worry. Like it's just, it's just such a beautiful feeling to just feel really held. And, and like that, that but, but, I have, but I had to have that moment that like, okay, let's go. You got to look at yourself. This is not about everybody yep. else. This is about you. So, and I think the universe does that so often. Yeah, so often it will, will have that, that kind of last straw experience almost, you know. Like, mm. I almost feel like had you not had that experience, especially with the guy that was really idealized in your mind, the one mm-hmm. that subconsciously or consciously you were kind of putting a bar against, and a lot of us have that mm-hmm. right, from, from our youth. Um, but then to bring that circle full around was like the face plant almost the universe needed to be like, okay, now you're ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like if everything, if, 
know what I mean? Because like if everything up to that was kind of like mediocre, then you'd right. kind of be like, mm, you know, do I want to invest time and blah blah blah, you know? But when you yeah. have that that kind of last straw or like mm-hmm. one of those moments that just is the one that jolts you enough for sure. You know? And I've had them in multiple areas of my life where. I'm trying to get more aware in my life so I don't have to have them first <laughs> to get right. the change to happen. I'm like, please stop face planning. Right. You know, let's, let's yeah, just I know. move forward. But that's but what it was. It, it was a face plant. That's very yeah. funny. I felt very <laughs> guided in that moment, I will tell you. It's like I felt very guided. Okay, this is where the universe wants you. Now go. you're ready. Yeah. Now, now you're ready. You're ready. Yeah, so, so beautiful. And guys, it can happen in all areas of your life telling you it can happen with your health it can happen with you know your business or whatever so the more aware you are of those signs and start taking those those actions which is what you were doing working with the coach and and being prepared and all of that Mm -hmm. was leading to you really seeing you know douchebag guy for what he was or whatever you know what I mean it's all of that is prepping is is the preparation that you need to be ready for um, our next step. And I find that to be true in so many of the, you know, the journeys that we have. It's like all of those pieces almost have to fall the way that they do in order for us to be primed and ready for the thing that is meant for us. Yeah, it's like we're all on this journey. And if you're not looking at the road signs along the way, it's like, you know, you you got to really be, you said it, you've got to really increase your own awareness to those moments, to those. Sometimes the universe whispers at you and sometimes it's a face plant. Mm -hmm. But they're all direction signs and roadmaps. And, you know, they're all trying to guide you. And and I do feel like more and more I just want to, my quiet my mind and listen to guidance as much yeah. as I can because because for from the, where I'm sitting now guidance has gotten me to a pretty good place and so I'm like okay I'm going to listen more now <laughs> right no it's so true and and I think that is the the moment and and I've heard so many people talk about it you know great leaders in this space talk about being in the flow or kind of um, not fighting yourself, the universe, whatever, and that to me is, is what it looks like. You know, it's, it's that moment when you're like, okay, I received that message. Now I'm going to stop struggling. Now I'm going to stop telling you what I, you know, that I want this when the universe is like, listen, I have the perfect guy for you or I have the right. perfect next step for you. Um, and I think a lot of times we're just fighting ourselves, fighting ourselves, fighting ourselves. And then when we finally get to that place where it's like, okay, I'm done fighting myself. I will let you lead. Then mm. it's just this beautiful, like, peace almost that comes with a back of joy. <laughs> you know, it's like a shot of peace with a back of joy. I love it. Oh, and so that true. just radiates from you. I mean, it just radiates from you. And <laughs> I love it. Thank you for being oh. an example to all of us that it is possible and that, you know, when we are ready our love story will find us as well. Clarity, though, right? Clarity played a big role yeah. for you to clarity I mean, did. without that. Yep. But also, I'll getting, tell you, also persistence. I mean, I will, I will <laughs> tell you that I went on a lot of dates, Sarah, okay? It's not, <laughs> I went on a lot of dates. Like, right? <laughs> in my opinion, in this day and age, and look, kismet can happen. You know, Bella, Bella Gandhi, my beautiful dating coach, would say to me, Listen, you might meet, meet him when you're, you know, picking out avocados at Whole Foods. 
And I'm like, yeah. You know what? When I'm at Whole Foods, I'm, I'm shopping for my groceries and I'm getting the hell out. Like, I'm not lingering right. around looking for handsome men to make eye contact with. I'm like, I'm busy. So for me, it probably was not going to happen just in a happenstance way. I, I don't go to bars and clubs. And if I do go to a bar, I, I go with a friend and I'm talking to that friend. I'm not looking around the room. So I really feel like there is some wisdom to, in, in online dating. Like for, for those of us who really do want to find love, like that's a goal, that, that is, a, that is a, an objective in our lives. Like for some people, an objective is they want to grow their business. And other people, they want to, you know, travel the world. And, and maybe all of these are your goals. But if, if finding love is one of them, I, I, I think that you need to prioritize it and you need to spend some time in that direction of making that happen. Just like if you wanted to grow your business, you would hire a, a brand coach. You would, you know, improve your website. You would, uh, you know, try create a create an email list. Like you would do things, strategies to increase your chances. Yep. And I feel like with finding love in this day and age, you have to do that. And so, and online dating is not weird or skeevy or scary if you if you're smart about it and and if you and if you do it in a strategic way. Like it, it can be really fun. You can meet fun people and. In my opinion, it's the way to do Like, I just speak from experience. Yeah. I can't imagine having found David otherwise. We lived in two different cities. Right. Yep. No, it's, it's so true. And I have several friends who have been married from online dating sites. So, oh, do yeah, you really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. One of my be- very best friends met her husband. They've been married like six years um, on Match or one of the old school ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I think it goes, like you said, it goes to everything. It goes to, okay, I have to be willing to put some work in. I have to right. get clear on what I want and then visualize it coming true is such a, such a big piece of that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, one of the things I, I love following you um, for. I mean, obviously, I love you. I said follow you anyway, but um, I love your recipes, and I, I have your recipe book, um, and uh-huh. you are all plant-based now, right? Are you all vegan? Yeah, I mean, as a, okay, as a, a cook, I, I mean, as, as, a, as a cook, as a home cook, I, I definitely cook all kinds of foods. And, 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 you know, David is not vegan, and David and I live together, so I, I, I cook all kinds of foods for him. But my specialty is in plant-based cooking because I, I have been vegan in my life, and I, and I rely mostly on plants. You know, it, it, I, I love love, love, love eating plants. I love eating salads. But what I was really yearning for were just, was a lot more variety. You know what I mean? Because if you're going to be plant-based, um, yeah. and even if you're just going to be plant-predominant, like, you know, mostly plants, um, which I think we, we can all be eating more plants. It's just better mm-hmm. for our health, right, and better for the planet. But I, I, am, I, am, I am a lover of food. I mean, I am a lover of food. I think about food almost, you know, <laughs> it's like the central mm, preoccupation <laughs> of my life. I wake up in the morning thinking about what I'm having for dinner. So I need variety, you know, and I, I, need, yeah. I need a lot of, I need like complex dishes. I can't just live on salads or, you know, or pureed soups. So I started developing my own recipes. And then I started putting them online, you know, on our, on our website, The Pillar Life. And then, lo and behold, people wanted a cookbook. So I, we, we created the cookbook, The Pillar Life Kitchen, Volume 1. And, and it's really fun. I mean, it's really – I actually just made – last night I made this smoky eggplant dip in my in – it's an appetizer oh, in, in front, from the cookbook. Eggplant. It's so good. 
I love eggplant too. And it's so good. Mm. So yeah, I lo- yeah. It, it's fun. I, I'm working on more recipes right now. It's really, it's really fun. And summer is such a great time to cook with plants. Well, what I love about it is because your recipes are delicious. And I was actually raised vegan way back before anyone else was vegan. You know, oh. it was considered a very weird thing. Very weird thing. Oh. So I didn't know that, Sarah. Yeah, my parents were very much um, cultish hippies, live off the land type thing. Um, so, yeah, I was raised without electricity. We grew our own food, all of those types of things that are actually now, like, hip, and you can see shows on HGTV of people doing that. Um, but when I was growing up, tofu was, like, for weirdos. No one knew what tempeh, mm. you know, just all of that type of stuff. And so I think as soon as I was old enough, when when I hit my teenage years, I was like, okay, out with all of that. I'm going to pretend that never happened, and I'm just going to assimilate overnight. Um, and what I've learned is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably not the best thing for your health, number one. Um, insert weight issues right there, right? Um, but then I also learned, like, now in in my 40s and raising my kids, I actually cook a lot of types of things that I was raised on, you know, so all the things I thought I would never, ever taste again or see again, of course, I've made them tasty because they were not when I was growing up, but I love yours because you have so much variety, and and I was really stuck around the 10 things my mom could make, you know, because back then, yeah. no one was cooking that way, and so now I have a daughter who just had her one-year anniversary as a vegetarian, She's 13, and, and a year nice. ago, she's like, I'm not eating meat again, and she just never has. She's never touched it. So I've made it a point that everything I make for our family, I make it for her as vegetarian. But, girl, how do you live oh. without cheese and butter? Well, I, well you <laughs> know. I would die. I <laughs> she, well, cheese and butter. Well, so there are ways that you can create a cheese effect in some of your food, like like on 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 our mm-hmm. one of my one of my um, recipes is called cheesy with a z cheesy penne with mushrooms and peas, and that was because mm-hmm. I, I, I was amazing. I was really wanting you know because I love a cheesy penne dish I just like love that mm-hmm. gooey gooey yummy, and and you know it's 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 true it's one thing not to eat meat anymore but it's a whole other ball game to give up cheese and cheesy sauces and spreads that that's. It's hard without dairy. You know, that is a very ingrained food group in our lives. But I created this no-cheese sauce with, and it's crazy, but it works. It's with two two large gold potatoes, uh, some onion, uh, a couple carrots, some raw cashews, not salted or roasted, raw cashews, a little bit of miso, and one of my favorite vegan ingredients is nutritional yeast. And you can buy oh, nutritional yeah, yeast. Yeah. You're, you're aware of it, and that oh, adds yeah, nice popcorn. buttery. So popcorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. on popcorn, and if you can add it into soups, like I make a I make a creamy broccoli soup without any dairy, just with cashews, which which when it's blended, they create a creamy consistency, they and do, then yeah. the nutrition and then the nutritional yeast adds the buttery cheesy flavor. It's kind of a nutty cheesy flavor. So there are ways around it. Um, there are, way, and you know, it's not. There are some really, really great vegan cheese um, brands right yeah, now, like Kite. True. Kite Hill is great, and um, there's a couple of other good, good ones. One is one is pronounced Mykonos, M-Y-K-O-N-O-S. Yep, fantastic vegan <laughs> cheese. So it's like I think you can. I think you can definitely find if there's you are super committed. Now, if you're yeah. super, super committed, you can find it. 
Yeah. So it was this part of, you know, uh, Sherry writes about the midlife renovation, um, and, and she talked about your guys' conversation. And it, I loved reading that part because now I, I see that you're literally living that dream that you guys talked about a couple of years ago when you were talking about I, I want love, you know. So it, that's so fun, first of all. But um, was, was this healthy kind of plant-based transition part of any quote-unquote midlife renovation, or was it just – you know, kind of what spurned it, I guess, because I think I just turned 45 and literally mm. yesterday I just went to the natural path store and spent $300 on, on herbs. I was like, okay. I, I had my face plant moment where I'm like, I am not, I don't feel good. I want to feel good. And you yeah, know, these are things I didn't have to worry about five years ago, 10 years ago. But, um, you know, I think women should know, you know, we can, we can change as needed and what do we need yeah. to change and how do we do that? Yeah. I mean, when, so, so when Sherry and I started our company, we started um, the pillar life and the Sherry Nancy show podcast. We, it was really around a conversation about, okay, here we are in our fifties. We want to make the rest of our dreams come true. We both have had really great lives so far. She had, you know, career with Oprah Winfrey for 20 years. I've, had my writing career and brand strategy career. I've raised two kids, you know. So it's not like we had we had sad small lives. Yeah. It's, it was more like, well, we're not done, you know. We're not we're not going to hang it up now. Exactly. I, I mean, I feel I feel like I've got more energy, more vibrancy, more passion for life than ever before. And so we came up with these pillars. We started talking about, okay, well, what are the pillars to a great life? And the very first one was health and wellness. And that was because, just like you're saying, Sarah, like we want to feel good in our skin. We want to feel good in our bodies. It doesn't, it's not about being a certain size. It's about feeling right. great. It's about getting eight hours of sleep at night, getting, you know, hydrating, eating mostly plants, exercising in some way, some movement, whether it's yoga, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, whatever makes you feel good, whatever gets your blood going. And, you know, meditating and, you know, being thoughtful about our, our whole, the totality of our health. And so, yeah, that is a thing that happened, at least for me. I, I was kind of unconscious about it for a long time, and then I hit the middle of life, and I'm like, well, look, um, I feel differently than I felt, you know, physically that in, yeah. in, in my 20s. I want to feel good. I want to feel great. I want to be climbing mountains when I'm 90. So, like, what do I do today to set that up for the next 40 years? What do I do today to prepave a great physical experience so that I can – travel the world, enjoy my grandchildren, you know, take long hikes with my beloved, you know, like I, I don't want to be incapacitated. So, you know, what do I do today? And that was, that was what we did. Like, you know, yeah. So the plant-based thing was definitely, Sherry and I lived together for the first year of our company. We had our little startup incubator in her house in Los Feliz. And I was the cook, right? Cause um, I was just, you know, I, I am a cook and, and we, we made a pact like, okay, we're, we're eating plants. And that's what really fueled the creativity behind the recipes because it was like, okay, well, it's got to be interesting and delicious, but we really, really, really want to be healthy. And so, yeah, I mean, the middle of life is a great time. It's a very fertile time, very fertile time to make changes. Yes. Ladies, did you hear that? (laughs) Because if you didn't, (laughs) listen to it again, because I get so many, I work with so many women who are like, oh, 
it's very much about the age for them. They're like, I hit 50, so then it's over, and everything is is about the age. And I'm like, you've got to remove that from the equation. And you, you, you've got to be able to build out your next chapter no matter what. Like, it's not going to just show up on your doorstep. We have to create that. We have to no. decide. And, and just like you are saying, pave the way. So what I'm doing n- now in my life, whatever it is I'm creating, whether it's career, relationships, or any of it, all of that is helping me guide the future, helping me create the future, helping me, like, put it together rather yeah. than just kind of float, you know, through create, my life. Create the future, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly it. You're you're creating. We're all creating our own future right now, and it's like, yeah, age is. I mean, the number around your age is so irrelevant. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm having like the best sex I've ever had in my life. I feel the most energized <laughs> I I've ever felt. I, you know, it's like I feel creatively on fire. Like I am having I the best it. time ever, and I'm 56. Like, so it's a number. It's a completely yep. abstract notion. You just need to feel good. But you didn't just wind up there by accident. You started paving no. the way, like you said, like three years ago or whatever the timeline was. And so I'm, that's why I'm just so passionate about getting people to understand that because I think, yeah. you know, people assume, well, what if they, maybe I don't see the results right away or whatever, but I'm always like, listen, what you're thinking about and talking about is going to lead to what you start acting on. And all of that, you're going to start seeing results three to six months, a year, two years, five years. Like, it's just building your pipeline. And if you don't do that, then you're going to just mm-hmm. constantly be waking up going, what happened to my life? What happened to my life? And I can't imagine anything worse, honestly, at least for me. I just I want to always have an active role, you know, and, and I love that. And I'm glad you mentioned the pillar life because I, I was hoping you'd share a little bit about um, what some of those pillars are and, and any other kind of inspiration that has um, come to you around those. Well, yeah, so there's eight pillars. We started out with five and then we, we they, it grew to eight. It was really, for, for Sherry and I, it was really the conversations that we wanted to have. Like, you know, Gone are the days when we're just when we're just talking about stuff that doesn't matter, that doesn't feed our souls. Like we, we really want to be having conversations that matter, and that's exactly what you're saying. That you know, are, are cre- help create the life that we want to live. So our first pillar is so it's health and wellness, right? Spirituality and happiness is another one. Romance and sex was a big one. Um, I mean, because at the time I hadn't dated yeah. anyone, I think in like four or five years. So that was there was not anything going on in the romance and sex pillar, let me tell you. And I was well, like, I'm look, right I, right now. <laughs> you know, it, but it's like, you know, sometimes I think as women, when things aren't working out for us in the way that we want them to or think that they, they should be, we tend to sort of bury it. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to look at romance mm-hmm. and sex, and I'm going to focus over here on my career. I'm going to focus on my children. Right. I'm going to focus here because it makes us feel better. But the truth is, is like when you start shining a light on those, you know, little wounds and little places, it's actually the better, you know, it's, it's in the long run, it's better because you say to yourself, okay, look, let's have a moment of reckoning. I really want, I want some romance. I want to have sex again one day, you know, yeah, really yeah, exactly. yeah. so it's like, <laughs> it's not going to just happen. I'm not going to just gonna like bump into somebody on the street. Right. I mean, and decide, okay, this is my guy. So Romance and sex is one. Friends and family is another one because I'm a huge believer in what we call family. So friends who are family and family who are friends. I, my friends are super important to me. And, 
And again, that's like this deliberate creation, right? You create a yep, pool of exactly. people around you that who really uplift you. And creativity and innovation, adventure and discovery, sanctuary and beauty and money and abundance. So these are our eight that. pillars. And in each one, we look at, you know, we, look, we, we really blue sky possibility story told about it. You know what I mean? Like it was not just, mm-hmm. oh, health and wellness. I want to lose 10 pounds. You know, it was bo- body love reigns supreme. We want to be in love with our physical forms because that helps right. us make all the rest of our dreams come true. Right. So and true. spirituality and happiness. It's not just about like, oh, I'm going to learn to meditate. It's, you know, happiness is my compass. I want to be happy. I want to infuse my life with spirituality mm-hmm. and happiness. So for all of our pillars, we really aimed as big as we could. We went right straight up to the blue sky possibility. And then that felt so energizing, right? Like, wow, this is the life we want to create. And what we are each the CEO of our own life. We're each the mm-hmm. architect of the life we're living. So, yeah, the sky's the limit, man. Like, I can have whatever life I want. And the more and more you say that and talk about it and visualize it to your point with future yep. boards, the more true it becomes. And you are the greatest example of it, Sarah. Like, you have created a life out of, you know, a, 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 a very <laughs> yeah. scary situation, right? When, you know, when you got divorced and you had small children and you were like, what the hell am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And now look at you. Like, oh, my God, best-selling author, world traveler, amazing mother, entrepreneur, you know, extraordinaire. And it's just because Thank of the you. power of your dreams, though. Like, think about yeah. it. You no, created completely. that out of oh, nothing. Completely. Completely. And I think, you know, I think in the very beginning, once I realized that my, my previous life was over, <laughs> that was not coming back, that I also somehow, because I, I had no exposure to self-help other than the Oprah show back, and this was back when she was on every day. So that was like my only teacher, really. Um, but somehow I knew that since I couldn't recreate that, I had to create a new life. And that was when it just hit me. Like, okay, well, if you have to go to all the work to create a new life anyway, why don't you make it, like, just the blowout mm. fantasy life? And so that was kind of a starting point for me, and that's something that I teach people to do now. It's, like, it's so hard to, to even get people to understand that there's more possibility out there for them. I don't know. Do you find that in, in the work that you do? I, I have different ways that I help people get there, but – it's almost astonishing to me sometimes how those possibilities just don't exist in most people's minds. Like, you know, they have one version better than their life available in their, in their consciousness. But other than that, it's like those ideas just don't, don't live there. It's a practice though, right? To get it to come up. (laughs) It's a practice. Yeah. I mean, I, what I find with my, with my brand clients and, you know, and I actually can say with, all honesty that I love every one of them. They're just, I love these women and I love being able to help them create the brands and, you know, tell their brand story and, and craft their own voice in the world and build their business. But I'll tell you what I do find. And I think it's a, a very female thing that there's this imposter syndrome situation going on with a lot of women. Like they don't mm-hmm. feel like they have quote unquote permission or the authority to step out into the spotlight to create their own brand, to say who they think they are. You know, they, you know I mean, I have, um, I have a, a, a wide variety of clients from very established brands to really just startups, just like 
putting their toe in the water. But, you know, what I try to do with them is to give them that sense of this is your voice. You matter. You are allowed to speak on this topic. You, you are an expert in this one realm. And probably more so than you even think or give yourself credit for. And I think that goes along with what you're saying about, you know, dreaming big and possibility. And one of the very first questions I ask my clients in, in my very first start, you know, the, the kickoff call, I, I ask them to help to articulate for me, what's your big dream for this brand? And I mean, sky's the limit, no ceiling, no limitations. If, if, if you could have anything you wanted for, with, with regard to this brand, what would it be? What's the, and that's how we get at what is your real passion here? And most, yep. most of, uh, of the women I talk to really want to contribute in a positive way to the world. They, they want to be of service. They want to help people learn how to you know, make nutritious meals or they want to give women the information that they need to navigate menopause or, or they want to build a really cool life coach business because they want to reach more people and help those people realize their dreams. Like they're all coming from a really good place, a really good soul journey place but they feel like they're holding themselves back. And you, and listen, you and I both know because we've been in the self-help space for a while. It's that inner yep. critic. It's that voice of self-doubt. And you just have to, that's why coaches are so important. I, I actually hired a coach for myself for the first time in my life about a month ago. And I love it. It's I like, love oh, my oh my God, it's yes. so cool. It's, it's like therapy. It's yep. so awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I think and, that women and need that. Yeah, it's like go if if branding isn't your thing, go to Nancy. Like that is her thing. She can help you figure that stuff out rather than limping along for two years and trying to figure it out on your own. You get it done in a couple of calls, like off you go. Like that was a lesson that took me a long time to learn. You know, initially because I didn't have the money. Honestly, I was building my business with nothing. Um, right. Still, just trying to survive and you know feed my kids, whatever. Um, and so I had to figure everything out. And then once I started figuring stuff out, I was like, okay, well now that's an asset, right? You know, if, if I now learn how to build a coaching business from, from scratch, that's an asset. How can I share that? How can I teach other people how to do that? And, and so true to your point that a lot of women, they do want to do the helping part, but then it's really interesting once you say, okay, well, let's talk about your pricing or let's talk about how your business grows or whoa, let's talk about what if you built that up and you had 30 coaches and they were global and then you could, you know, and you just start blue skying it out for them to all these possibilities. And that's one of my favorite things to do because that's the, it can kind of like break that seal of, mm. Oh shit. Wait, <laughs> yeah. things, I guess, you know, like there's bigger than that. And so, um, if if you're struggling, listener, with doing that, just just get some help. Get a couple calls and and help get someone to to pull that out of you because that's what that's what people like Nancy are the best in the world at. So use yeah, it. Co- <laughs> you know? co- I mean, I I would say the same thing. Coaching is it's something you know. Now that I am a coach, I'm like, oh my god. First of all, I love this. This is one of my favorite things in the world, mm-hmm. and I'm also still a writer. I, I write their brand story for them. But now that I have a coach too, and I, so I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing it from either, from both sides. And I really would say to, to, to anybody listening, if you can afford it, and I agree, like I, there wasn't always a time in my life where I could, where I could have afforded a coach. I get that. But you know, a lot of coaches will work with you on sliding scales or payment plans. 
it's just a great way to energize your spirit. It's a great way to like push yourself and onto that next step to up level a little bit where there's more possibility. And it's really invigorating. I mean, I find it to be like very energizing. Absolutely. So I have to ask you as our, as we went down today and I've loved this conversation so much. Um, can women have it all? And I, and I ask that knowing what your pillars are, which I love so much because um, they are a holistic look at life, right? They're, they're everything. Mm-hmm. They encompass every area of our life, which I believe if we can work on all of those areas, why not? But how, how do you feel about that question? Well, I'll tell you exactly how I feel about it. The most, the most important thing is to decide what all means to you. Because it's, different for, Ooh, it's yeah. different for every individual, right? So what all means to you in this moment of your life? There have been certain moments of my life, honestly, where I was 100% focused when my children were young, for example, on raising my children and cooking them delicious food and being cozy with them in our, in our home and providing a home and providing a life for those kids. That was everything to me. And I mean it from the bottom mm-hmm. of my heart. That yep. was, I was yep. so, totally fulfilled and happy. Same. And, and delighted to be their mother. It was a privilege, and, I, and I, I still, if I could, I look back on those years, and, and I would press a button and redo them all over again just because I love those Aww. kids. And, you yeah. know, that's just the truth. So that was everything to me then. And then, you know, then they get older, and, and your life evolves, and you get older, and then new, new, new ideas come and new desires come up for you. And that's, that's our soul's journey in life, Right. We're not meant to ever be in one place for the whole 90 to 100 years that we're here. We're meant to evolve. And so at each moment in your life, all is something different, the word all. Right now, for me, I feel like I do have it all. I'm madly in love with someone who's madly in love with me. My grown children are happy and healthy, and we all live within an hour of each other. My daughter is here today visiting. Um, you know, I have a career that really matters to me, and I'm helping people, and that matters. And, you know, I feel, I feel he- happy and healthy in my body, and, and I feel very spiritually awake. And, you know, that's all to me right now. Now, in a year from now, Sarah, you and I might have another conversation, and I might have all new desires. Who knows? But, like, I think so you have to just check now. in. Check in with yourself yeah. and decide what all means for you right now. Absolutely, and and there's, I think, two key points um, that you made there. Number one, like knowing yourself well enough to ask yourself those questions, you know, Mm -hmm. what do I want? And and the other piece of it is you didn't just wake up in this life that you have today feeling, genuinely feeling from the bottom of your heart, overflowing with, like, love and appreciation for the life that you have. It didn't just happen. That was literally part of the the plan that you flushed out several years ago and I think that is so 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 key um, mm-hmm. because if we continue to do that so if we do that every six months or we do that personally I do it every year so both my books are filled with homework I'm a huge believer in if we don't do the work ourselves it doesn't matter um, and I, I'm a big journaler so it's the beginning of the year on January 1st Every year, I redo my future board, I redo my life story, I redo my plan, I redo my goals, and I try to set those from a blank space, which is tough to do. So setting it from a blank space helps me say, Mm. okay, 
truly what do I want? I'm not just carrying everything forward just because, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so if I can come up with a new future board each year and new goals, of course some of it does, but what does, I'm hoping I can push it to the next level so I can get bigger on it. And then I can get new things so that I'm always growing and and kind of almost forcing myself to do it just by having a practice around it. Um, yeah, well, that's so, so smart. I, I love that, and I'm just so delighted for you. And everybody, go subscribe to the Sherry and Nancy show, um, one of the most popular <laughs> podcasts uh, out there. It's absolutely incredible. You've talked to everybody on that show, and I get so much <laughs> We have talked to a lot of people. <laughs> oh, my God. I, like, literally – any book I've ever read, read the author is on there. I love it. Um, so thank you so much for, for opening up and sharing so much of, of your story and your wisdom uh, with us today. I have loved every second of this. So where can everyone find all this good stuff about you? Well, they can go to my all that. Yeah, they can go to my website, Nancy Halla, N-A-N-C-Y-H-A-L-A dot com. And so if there are any, you know, small businesses, entrepreneurs, life coaches, you know, people with a little glimmer in their eye, they want to start their brand or reinvigorate their brand. They can go to me. They can go and find out about my services uh, at, my, at my website. And then also um, on Instagram, I'm at Nancy Holla Story. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the tried and true, PillarLife.com, where all the eight pillars live. You can find all about it. You can Love subscribe it. to our newsletter there. You can read all the recipes there. That's where all of our content lives. So, Yeah. This has been so fun, Sarah. I love talking to you. Oh, my gosh. Same. Thank you so much. I love and adore you. Can't wait to see those wedding pictures. So, guys, go follow on (laughs) Instagram. You can can stop the wedding with me. Um, And everybody, thanks so much for being part of the show. And please give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Join the conversation. And until next time, hustle and thrive. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review, and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on The Sarah Centrella Show.